hey, it's good to be with people I have history with this morning. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, that history. Uh, some of that's going to come through in the message. But I'm going to focus on two passages this morning. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, and John chapter 1, verse 14. And those scriptures are going to help us with our personal history. If you will, they're going to help us to understand our call as a family on mission. I love that we rehearse that every Sunday. We are Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, family on mission for the neighborhoods and the nations. I love that because that is so core to the glory of God and, and our identity in Him. So I'm going to unpack that idea a little bit this morning, uh, family of God on mission. And I'm, we're going to consider both the, the challenge and the blessing in it. And then I'm going to invite you uh, to partner with us, my, my family, as you send us as an extension of the Gospel Tab family to Spain on mission. I wanted to give that picture to you as we start because my PowerPoint does not transfer into ProPresenter. And so, no visuals this morning. So I, I just gave you the visual of where we're going. Did you follow that? All right. Well, let's look at John 1, verse 14. We see that the apostle writes, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, I want you to notice in that the, the family language. Father and Son. But, but what is that that John is talking about? He's talking about the Incarnation. And we're going to hear a lot about the Incarnation in coming weeks. We're going into the holidays. It's Christmas time. But let me tell you, the, the Incarnation is so much more than Christmas. The, the Incarnation, God becoming man for the purpose of bringing to pass the salvation of the world is the miracle that saves us. But it's also the model of mission that he has given us. You know, it's maybe not, maybe there's nothing more in, in being like Jesus than to be present on his behalf among those who need it. That's what we call incarnational ministry. It's something we've come to value here at the Gospel Tab and in, in the Christian Missionary Alliance. And we, we see it uh, really all over the ministry of this church. We see it in ministries like Aliquip Impact. We see it in ministries like Outdoor Immersion. We see it in, in our uh, Thanksgiving uh, bag outreach. It's a ministry of presence. And we value it because it's where we're able to represent Jesus with those who need it. With veterans and with youth in the neighborhoods and in the nations, here, there, and everywhere. In our families and in our communities and even to the farthest, farthest flung corners of the earth. Let's look at the second passage. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, we call this the Great Commission. And 
Let me read it. Before his ascension into heaven, Jesus gave his disciples some final instructions, saying, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you to the end of the age. Again, notice the family language. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now, as we consider the Great Commission, it's, it's something that really points out the fact that in one way or another, we are all commissioned to have a ministry of, of presence in, in the world. And this morning, I want to talk about being present as a family on mission. This is uh, one of the primary goals that Luann and I have as we re relocate from Aliquippa to Alicante. And this is one of the, the goals that we're asking you as our church family to pray for. Because we, in a sense, are an extension of this Christ-centered, spirit-empowered family on mission in the neighborhoods and in the nations. So, while you'll be holding it down here in, in the neighborhood, we'll be repping Jesus and the tab in the nations. All right? Now, we're going to dig into the scripture in just a moment, but let me tell you a story. When Luann and Maddie and I went to Spain about a year and a half ago to discern whether or not God was calling us in, into this uh, ministry opportunity, we stayed with the family of Juan and Patty Zuniga. They're the founders of uh, the Life and Family Network, a network of church plan, uh, plants in, in uh, England and Italy and Spain. And let me just paint a picture uh, for you of what it looked like to, to be with them in, in that time. Uh, they live in a rather large property that was given to them by some retiring missionaries several years ago. The, these folks just handed them the property. You guys, some of you know what that's like. It, it's, it's both a blessing and a, and a challenge sometimes to, to receive properties. But they, they transformed this property into uh, really a hive of activity. And while we were there uh, that summer... There was some ministry going on, uh, some Bible camps uh, that are known within the ministry network as the Bethany School. And wh while we were there, there were people coming and, and going. Speakers and ministers uh, coming from places like Peru and Ecuador and, and the U.S. And the, the, I mean, the place just always had a, a bit of a hum and, and a buzz to it. Uh, people slept there, they ate there, they swam in the pool there, they talked over meals there, uh, they laughed together, they, they traveled to the camp ministry site together. And, and the, the place was alive with early morning coffee conversations and, and late night meals, kind of debriefing what had happened in the, in the shared ministry of the day, where we saw, you know, kids coming from uh, just spiritual death to spiritual life, and it was, it was vibrant and it was vital. And uh, um, it, one thing that I, I, I really loved about the, the picture that we saw was even their own children were in and out of the home uh, regularly. They all 
have been launched from their, their parents' home. They live in different places, but they were day in and day out just coming and going, and they were, they were just a vital part of, of the ministry there. And even though their, their kids were gone, the place was just full. So full, in fact, that about the third day of being there, Luann and I realized that we were sleeping in the master bedroom of the Zunigas while they slept in some smaller room on the property. Now, you, you might imagine that something like that would leave a deep impression on you, and, and it did us. And as I reflected on the whole experience, the shared team ministry, the, the late night ministry debriefs, the, the laughter, the sacrificial hospitality, I remembered saying to the Lord, man, I, I, I see your fingerprints all over this. What are, what are you showing me? And it was as if he said, son, this is a picture of family on mission. And it's what I, I'm calling you into. Here's the good news. We're all called into family on mission. It's part of the Great Commission. It's part of the family business. Let's take a, a closer look at Matthew chapter 28. As we consider uh, what has been called the Great Commission, a, a passage that is hard to pass up, on a Sunday emphasizing international mission. Let me draw attention to something in, in the Great Commission that we don't often focus on. We read, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, we usually hear a lot about the former part of that, making disciples of the nation, but we really don't often spend much time thinking about the second part of that. What, what is that? What is the second part? What exactly are they being baptized into? What is it that these people who are coming into the family and, and being made disciples, what is it that they're to be saturated in and, and soaked in? Well, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, what is that? Well, among other things, that's what we call the character of God. The name. That's the, the character of God. And more precisely, it is the character of family on mission. You know, before we talk about the Great Commission, we need to talk about the God who gives the commission. What's he like? What's his character? And this is important because the, the nature of God is definitive for those who are made in God's image and called to function in his family. Are you with me? Now, we're on mission because we are, are created and redeemed by a God who is himself on mission. The, the Trinity isn't just a, 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 an abstract theological concept for, for scholars to reflect on. It, it's a deeply relational reality that 
tells us that at the very center of the nature of God is community. And more importantly, family. God is a family. And the God who is family is on mission. God himself is a family on mission. We see a, a picture of this at the baptism of Jesus, where heaven was open. You remember the scene? Heaven opens up, and the Spirit of God descends like a dove. And the voice out of heaven from the Father is, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. What is that? That's the language of family. There's a father speaking identity to a son. And there's that hovering maternal presence of, of the spirit coming down to lift up the boy and empower him. The interesting thing about what the father spoke over the, the son, over Jesus at his baptism, was that these were words of commission. In essence, what, what the Father is, is doing is he is sending Jesus on official family business. And, I, and it's, it's no mistake that when we get to the Great Commission, Jesus uses similar language. He, he commissions his disciples using this kind of imagery. But let's take a deeper look at all this. Uh, this is not the only place in Scripture that we see this. If we go all the way back to the beginning in Genesis, when God created the world as an expressive act of what he was like, what did he start with? He started with a family, and he gave them a mission. Be fruitful and multiply. And then, when God wanted to act on the, the promise to save the world that had failed to represent him well, what did he do? He found a family. And he gave them a mission. When he spoke to Abram and his household, and he blessed them, and they became a family on mission to bless others. So it's really no surprise that we see Jesus acting in the same way operating in, in the same uh, picture, if you will. We see in Jesus' ministry that he operates uh, in such a way where he gathers an extended family-like group and he takes them on a mission. And we know that the result of that is people coming around that and being influenced by it and coming in into that, uh, that family circle. And when Jesus' uh, time on earth was up and he commissioned his disciples and then by extension he commissioned us, what does he do? He calls them to form family on mission. But what does that look like? Now, when, when I think of North American Christianity, maybe when you think of North American Christianity, sometimes the, the first words that come to people's minds is family. 
Uh, how many of our evangelical ministries have that somewhere in their title? And, and part of that is good. You know, many, many people genuinely meet Christ through the witness of their, their parents or their grandparents. Think uh, Timothy's family in uh, Paul's letter to Timothy, the, the second uh, of Paul's letters to Timothy. Think about your own experience. You know, children and family are, are one way that God often uses to awaken us to the world outside of ourselves. God loves family. Family is good. All throughout the scriptures, families have the task of bringing up their children in, in, in the Lord. Uh, husbands and wives are, are commanded to be faithful to each other. Children and parents are, are, are called to uh, honor one another. And Paul even writes, anyone who doesn't provide for their relatives, especially their own household, has denied the faith. And it's, it's no wonder then that, that we see Jesus deeply revering uh, the family in one of his last acts on earth as he reveres his mother and makes provision for, for her as he is breathing his last. A church that honors uh, the family is in line with Scripture. But, but other times, Jesus like, seems to give us spiritual whiplash when he talks about the family. How many of you have ever read those words in the Gospel of Luke and, and scratched your head? If anyone comes to me and doesn't hate father and mother and wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person can't be my disciple. I mean, that's a hard saying. That's a hard saying today. It was a hard saying in uh, the first century. You know, loyalty to the family in New Testament culture was the single most important relational virtue uh, that, you know, I mean, it, it, it was the single most important relational virtue. And when I think about that, I think, you know, that value was, was so much more rooted in the culture of, of the day than it is now. But I don't know. Western PA may, may come in at like a close second. I mean, it, it's family around here, y'all. Um, how many of you are, are from a family that has been here for generations? It's, you know, we, we take it seriously around here. So, so what does this mean for us? You know, what, what does this saying mean? Or what does this whole kind of uh, picture that we have of Jesus both honoring the family, but, but challenging. What's it mean for us? Well, it, it means exactly that. It means that Jesus both blesses and challenges our notion of family. I believe it's safe to say that following Jesus means belonging to two families. Our, our natural family and our faith family. And both are good. But for Jesus, faith family 
or what I'm referring to here today as family on mission takes precedent. It just does. That's the testimony of Scripture. And Jesus puts an exclamation point on the matter when he says in Matthew chapter 12, whoever does the will of my father is my brother and mother and sister. So if, if being present as that kind of family on mission is a priority, and it, and it is, we can expect it to challenge our, our notion of family. And while our, our natural families are still the most significant earthly relationships that we have, the, the scripture challenges us to situate our natural families under the overarching priority of God's family on mission. So, as Luann and I are, are seeking to be present in Spain as a, a family on mission, the, the challenge of this isn't lost on us. You know, right now, we're living in a 164-year-old family farmhouse located on Eaton Road. And, and the, the road carries our name because our, our people have lived on the land for approximately 240 years. And there's something special about that kind of rootedness. And, it, and it's hard to leave that and all that it represents. But, but the family that, that Jesus prioritizes isn't ultimately rooted in homes and land and even blood. It's, it's rooted in the presence and the character of the one we call Father and being with him where he calls us to family on mission. You know, a, a few weeks ago, Luann and I sent our, our daughter Maddie to Spain. Uh, she's taking a, a gap year between high school and college uh, to participate in one of the ministries that we'll be serving when we land in Spain, a, a ministry called the Bethany School. It's the ministry I was describing uh, in, in my, my first story, the, the camp ministry. And it was hard to send Maddie there while we're here. I mean, she's in Spain, not so quickly. Uh, and, you know, I don't know what I was thinking, but when I, when I took her there and kind of had her, uh, helped her to kind of settle into things, I, I looked around and I was, I was like, you know, there, there are boys in Spain. <laughs> Look, uh, Luann, and our, our, Luann and I are empty nesting hard right now. Um, we miss Maddie, and uh, we can't wait to join her but you know, Maddie is, is finding her way and, and she's learning that her place of deepest belonging, as hard as it is to say this, is not, is not with us. Her, her place of deepest belonging is with 
our Father and his extended family on mission. Did I mention that there are boys in that extended family? <laughs> but look, family on mission isn't all challenge. Family on mission is also a great blessing. You know, thankfully, family on mission often includes our natural family. And it's a great blessing when our, our natural family is part of our spiritual family. But it's not always the case. Sometimes our allegiance to, to Jesus separates us. You know, many of us know what it's like when the gospel is not the tie that binds us together. Others of us know what it's like when, when the gospel ministry calls us away from our family to another place. But listen to this promise of blessing when we face those kinds of challenges. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus says, No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundredfold, a hundred times as much as this in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields. What does this mean? Well, it means that even though you, you might lose some family and, and friends and, and possessions, in gospel ministry, or, or because of the gospel, you get so much more for your return. You gain a spiritual family in the neighborhoods and in the nations. So, some of you here know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you know what it's like to be one of those that Scripture talks about when it says that God places the lonely in families. You are encountering that here, even now. You know, even, even though we might lose, what we, what we gain is spiritual family and a share at the table of, of what they bring. Can I, can I uh, brag a little on the gospel tab right now? You know, I'm a, a part of uh, the Oasis missional community that meets most Mondays down on, on Franklin Avenue. And, and John and Christine Weber are the mama and papa of that little uh, part of the family. And it's been such an encouragement to watch them do family on mission. Uh, one of the one of the ladies uh, who is, is in that group, I was having a conversation with her kind of toward the end of our, our group meeting last Monday, and she said, you know, I've, I've gone to church before, but, but this church, they feel, like, they feel like family. She said, do you know the Webbers have me in their house every week? And we eat, we eat with them. See, part of the blessing of family on mission is the relational gain that we, we achieve. And as I look out on this congregation, I can identify those of you who have been brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers to me and Luann and my, my daughter. And 
those relationships have been a deep blessing. Glad Steve uh, spoke of Ruth just a few minutes ago. Because I remember when I, I stepped into leadership here at the church in, I think, 2009, Ruth came up to me after those announcements were, were made, and, and she pulled me aside, and she reminded me by what she said, yo, this is a family, not an organization, son. What she said to me was, Jim, I know you're a leader here in the church, but I'm always going to call you little Jimmy Eaton. <laughs> and you know, in that moment, it occurred to me that family on mission is often as endearing as it is awkward. <laughs> And we experience both. Family on mission isn't perfect. If you've been at it any length of time, you know that. You can't receive what is endearing without facing what is awkward. And let me, let me just challenge us or encourage us with, with this thought this morning. Receive all of the, the endearment that is in it. But you gotta, you gotta face the awkward. It's, it's what makes a family stronger. You know, once you get past the, the surface endearment, what actually builds muscle is facing the, the family awkward. And when you have history together, you'll do both. And it's, it's, part of the, it's part of the glory that we ask to rise among us. Let's remember, uh, as we go into the endearing and awkward uh, aspect of a funeral weekend, uh, to honor... Um, Mother Ruth well and be a family on mission to her family. But let me land this plane this morning by inviting you all to partner with us as a, a family on mission. Um, we're not just here to talk about that symbolically. We're wanting to put skin on that. And you've heard the different ways that we often partner with each other. It's no different than how we partner with each other here on a regular basis. We pray for each other. We give of our time and our, our talents and our, our resources among one another. But we also partner together with Boots on the Ground. And I want to talk about that last part this morning. I want to cast just a bit of vision. And then I want to invite you into that. And I want to ask uh, Henry Hart to come up and, and pray over that uh, to end the service. I want to tell you about the Bethany School. It's what I was mentioning early, earlier on in the camp ministry. 
And I see the Bethany School as a, a place where we can partner together. Uh, the Bethany School is a summertime Bible camp experience for uh, kids all over Europe. Uh, they have an English camp and they have a Spanish camp that meets over the course of several months in the summer. But then the, this ministry has also grown to become a, a, a year-long program of Christian community among 20-somethings. That's what Maddie is participating in right now. Let me give you a picture of what that looks like. Maybe what that looks like on any given day in the summer as well. If you were to walk into the Bethany School, you might be faced on any given day with people from Peru, Holland, Ecuador, North Africa, uh, the United States, um, and, and many other European nations. It, it truly is a hub of international family and discipleship. Um, Maddie, I had a, a picture to show this morning, but if you were to look at it, Maddie and her, her 12, uh, 12, 12 are in the program right now, this annual program. Um, among those, those 12, you have people from Peru, Italy, the Netherlands, the United States, and, and North Africa. And, and the Bethany School operates on, on two main fundamentals, the ministry of prayer and the ministry of apologetics. They speak to the heart and they speak to the mind. And we need both. Uh, certainly if you're going to be a, a if you're going to minister in Europe, you, you better know how to defend your faith. But I, I see a, a potential partnership with us as a, a people who can come and at times serve that ministry. Uh, many of you have been trained and equipped here in prayer ministry. I love that every Sunday uh, we, we release the prayer ministers at the end of the service. And you know, I, I can see some of you coming uh, with boots on the ground to, to do training at the Bethany School in, in times of summer ministry or other times. But let me also leave you with this thought. This camp experience is fully bilingual. Uh, they have English camps, they have Spanish camps. And although the, the year-long program right now is still primarily in Spanish, by the end of the year, this year-long program is, they're intending for it to be fully bilingual. Maddie is actually a guinea pig right now uh, in this. When I realized this, I said, Maddie, are you sure you want to do this? She said, Dad, it'll, it'll, it'll force me to, to learn the language. And Maddie right now is, is taking uh, Spanish three hours a day, five days a week in, in classes. And then she comes back to the, the site of the Bethany School where they all stay, and she's put in a situation where she can use that, that Spanish. Listen, we are a family on mission for the neighborhoods and the nations. And I know that generational transfer is a value in this congregation. 
You know, maybe, maybe some of us will never leave American soil, but the likelihood that our kids will is. The, the Bethany School is, is a place where you can come and try that all out. Experience what it's like to build relationships across uh, cultures and, and form deep friendships based on the person and, and work of Jesus with people from all over the world. And if you don't think that's an asset, um, it is. Henry, um, I want to ask you to come and to, to pray over this partnership. As you pray for us, church, pray for us that our presence as a family on mission would be marked by hospitality, uh, by, by faithfulness to God's word, and by a, a, a sacrificial investment in, in relationships uh, with others.